Blaine, must be pretty stoked, mate, to get the uh, Rosal Star nomination this week. Yeah, no, pretty happy with it. Um, you know, a special moment for me to get have it in Indigenous round. I'm pretty proud. Yeah. It's a special round from. Are stuff. you feeling more comfortable now on the side, being in your second season of AFL football? Yeah, definitely feel a lot more comfortable. You know, with with the players, well, um, obviously knowing them a lot a lot better compared to this one last year. Um, and just feeling comfortable with my my body and my fitness as well. So. Wayne, I read an article already today where you spoke about the build-up to Indigenous Rounds. Can you just tell us just a little bit about what spurred you on so much and, and why you enjoyed performing on the big stage? Yeah, I guess the, the week's obviously special and, um, you know, sharing my, my culture with, you know, the, the club and all the other boys and, you know, coaching stuff. It's pretty special. We had, on the Wednesday, we had um, some an, an elder, Uncle Stevie, come in. Um, he spoke to spoke to the club and, you know, just said uh, what you know what the round meant to him and what the reconciliation meant as well so um and then past players and that spoke as well so it was yeah good good build up and you know just exciting to play in um in the round how was it performing in such uh, difficult conditions early on oh you just got to adapt to the conditions i guess it, um it was hard to see you could, <laughs> when it was running you couldn't see but nah it was it was just got to adapt i guess what do you think was the key to your performance Oh, just I don't know. Just just um. You're more comfortable with the game plan now, and you know what's what's expected of you now. Yeah, with it, sort of with the wing patterns and that. I'm um yeah feeling comfortable with them, and um yeah just kind of just know, knowing the structure and that. Um, and so just playing on instinct really. So um, now that I know them, I'm comfortable in that with them. You've had a great start to the year, but do you still feel as though your spot in the side is cemented? Yeah, well, nothing, nothing's really cemented. You know, you just got to um, keep playing consistent footy and you know play a role for the team. Um, and I guess that's what we'll get you game every week. Do you look back on how far you've come so quickly, and Camper, you might be able to touch on this as well, like from your heart scare, and then to you know you, you've started uh, your first couple of games, and now I mean you're probably cemented or not cemented, but close to cemented your spot in the 22. Yeah, well, obviously um, when I had that heart scare, I was a bit you know a bit worried about how that would affect. Um, even getting picked up, so um, yeah. Well, looking from back from then, and you know, playing in the finals, it's come a long way, and yeah, I'm ha- happy with um, you know uh, the progress that's happened. So. It's happened quickly. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah, quickly. It's only what a year, two years almost. So. Who's been important in helping you along the way? Yeah, obviously Campo now, midfield coach. He's, he's been you know really, really, really good help with for me. Um, you know with. Just everything really, um, and then in the Indigenous boys—they've been helped with just like making me feel welcome around the club, and obviously the whole club has been very good. But them in particular, um, yeah, just very welcoming. Who did you look up to when you were growing up as a player? As a player, I looked. I, I looked. Sorry, um, I looked up to Andrew McLeod. He was yeah one of my favourite players um, growing up, and yeah, always watching him. Campbell, the transition from young stuff that he, from memory, is the highest pick on, on the list, is that right? Yeah, no, nah, he's, um, we were wrapped to get him because we obviously really rated uh, Wayne with what he was doing at SNFL level at, at such a young age, but I think you've seen that over the course of his short career, his skill and his poise and the way he kicks the ball was a real highlight, so... Um, it was always going to take a little bit of time for him to get his body into a position where he can absorb AFL um, pressure. But um, you know, he's a really diligent kid. He loves footy. He wants to learn, and that's all you ask from from a coach point of view. But um, we don't teach him too much in offence. He's got that pretty well covered. 
um, and we want him to play on instinct, you know, and the, a lot of the Indigenous boys are, you know, we love the way they play the game, so we let them play. Um, but I guess the structural stuff and the pattern stuff is a little bit overwhelming when they all come in, so um, that also takes a bit of time. Um, and sometimes, you know, that takes away from their natural game because they are thinking about trying to do the right thing as well. So Wayne's got a good balance now. He understands what we want um, and he's really contributing every week to the team. And, you know, you saw in wet, poor conditions, highly skilled players like Wayne, you know, really stand out on those nights. Wayne, so Wayne, how have you found the defensive side of the game? Kepo talked about, it, you know, attacks comes pretty natural to you, but how have you found... You know, being a Campbell as a winner and watching your opposing player and stuff like that. So in in defense or you yeah, yeah, in, in, like defensively, have you sort of um, is that taking time to adapt to what you have to do? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just um, you know just being switched on really. Um, that's what's helped me, and you know, Campo's helped me with that sort of uh, my patterns, how how I run and that. So um, it's you know taking taking a little bit, but it's it's pretty it's pretty simple once you. Um, know what you're doing, just got to work hard, I guess. <laughs> Wayne, you had a rest in round seven. How's the body feeling, and do you think you'd need another rest in the back half of the year? The body's feeling good at the moment, so, um, yeah, the rest was, was good just to have a little freshen up, and I guess we'll see if I need, I need one. I'd, I'd love to play. play Picked a good week to have off, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, I suppose from a, a midfield point of view, you're playing Geelong, obviously, Friday night. You know, they've got one of the best mids in the competition there, not Patrick Dangerfield and Joel Selwood. How do you think the Crows match up against the Cats midfield? Yeah, I think, you know, our, our midfield, we're not solely, um, you know, relying on one, on one person. We're um, even contribution across the whole group, so... It'll be you know a good game on the on the weekend, which which should be good. Scott, the nine, does that I guess really epitomise the growth of this group, not just with Wayne, but I guess the whole group that internal improvement that you guys have had that's taking up that extra gear this year. Yeah, oh, it's a collective, you know, from coaches, development coaches to you know the high performance guys, getting them into a physical shape where they can play more often. I mean, that's the biggest thing is getting them game time. So, um, but you know, Wayne. He's a natural runner anyway, so he's been able to build on that and not come from a long way back. So that's allowed him to play games earlier. But you know, collectively, the playing group uh, and the coaches were trying to educate them. They're absorbing the information and they want to get better. So that's the natural progression in that these guys are going to improve quickly. Um, and then you give them game time and experience, then hopefully that growth happens. That natural progression, would you say it's the biggest difference between the Crows of 2016 and 2017, or is it something game plan? What would you say the biggest difference is? Oh, no, it's definitely those guys are playing more games, so they get more experience, they play together more often, they understand the synergy of the different parts of the ground and, and the players that they're playing with. So um, you look at any of those teams that have been around a long time and playing at a high level, a lot of those guys have played 100, 150 games together so we're building to that um, and we're adding new new guys into the team as well. Scott, we've seen the news today that Mitch McGovern and Paul Seesman are just a couple of weeks away. How important will they be to come back after the year? Yeah, really important. Um, it puts, uh, puts more pressure on guys to perform well, uh, number one, but two, uh, you know, they're, we think they're an important part to our best 22, I guess, going forward. And we haven't seen a lot of seeds yet, but um, he looks looks really good. Not that I'm getting too excited, but <laughs> he looks good. And, uh, we, you know, obviously Mitch 
you know, is a talent. You know, so we, we we'd love to have him in our forward line. He just gives us something different up there as well. Um, but yeah, it puts puts guys on notice to perform and play well, and and that's great. Mitch McGovern was mentioned in an article today by Kane Corns about being one of the important signatures to get. Do you agree with that, or how important is it to retain his services here? Well, we'd like to retain all our best players, no doubt about that. They don't grow on trees, and that's why you try and draft talent in to keep them. So, um, like he's important, so is Lever, so is Wayne, so is Sloan, so is Walker. You know, So all those guys are in your best team, so we don't want to lose talent, obviously. So, um, But I'm sure they'll get done in due course. As coaches, do you speak to guys like Jake Lever and Mitch McGovern, who are a fairly big priority? Yeah, not about contracts. That's up to the list management um, to get that sorted. But as a coaching group and as a club, we'll provide a, a, a culture and a, and a club that is fun, it's exciting, we play a good brand of footy and we win most of all. So it's pretty hard to leave a club if you do that. Geelong's had a number of new guys in, in recent times. Do you put that down to anything? Obviously, they're a good side. That's one part of it. But uh, anything they do particularly that troubles you guys? Oh, they've done a couple of things, but we won't let Geelong know that. <laughs> but, uh, look, we'll be... You know, I think the blueprint was the other night. I think if our contest stuff is at the level um, and we can move the ball the way we want to move the ball and obviously defence, so the three phases, if we get all three of those phases, um, we'll give them a hard night. Geelong's in the guys. Indicated today that, that Scotty Sullivan might go to Sloan. Have you thought much of um, what you're doing with in terms of Joel and Patrick in the midfield? Not quite yet, Jesper. Yeah, we've had a Can couple of meetings. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. No. Would you take both? No. <laughs> you would you take one, wouldn't you? Well, potentially. Yeah. Who would um, be in the mix for taking the role? Because you needed to shut one of them down. I'm thinking Laird might be one of them. Laird might be one. Yeah, yeah. just good at um, It's a good question. We've trialled a couple of guys over the pre-season, but yeah. um, once again, we won't be giving Geelong any idea if we do do it, but uh, they're obviously two quality players, obviously, and they're big barometers for their footy team. Um, we haven't necessarily done it in the past, and that's not to say we'll do it on Friday night either, but it's certainly an option that we need to think about, like we do every week, whether we do it. What is it like the ground down there? You haven't won there for a long time. Is it difficult to ground or is it just a family good over the years? No, well, they play it really well. It's, it's obviously narrower by mm-hmm. pure dimensions, but mm-hmm. um, you know, look, they, they structure up really well defensively and, and particularly there, it's a, it's a field position game. So very hard to score or get it out of your back half um, if you get locked in in there. So that's no secret, but it's, a, it's how you do it. Yep. Well, and, um, Scotty touched on culture and how good the club is, and you also said you're so, so close with all the Indigenous guys at the club. Can you just talk to us about how that relationship with Eddie and, and all the guys has helped you? Yeah, well, you obviously would have heard we go around to Eddie's um, fair bit and have, you know, we call it mob night, so we go in there, have a feed, and um, cut a lot of, you know, even though some of the other boys, you know, Mitch Grigg, last play, he, he comes around. Well, he was around the other night with us for that, and it's just good, you know, getting to, getting to know each other, especially, I didn't know them when I got, first got drafted, so just getting to know them, making me feel welcome with them, and then once we're here, is there someone that, you know, you're, that you're pretty close with, um, yeah, so. And he gets a free feed as well. And he gets free feed. <laughs> <laughs> he says he brings the meat, and Charlie brings the lollies or something, what do you have to bring? No, I don't bring anything at the moment, but I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure I'll get Until something. his new contract. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. He's pushing for selection. Yeah, yeah. He's back. His body's back in AFL shape. So he's training GPS numbers and the running that he's doing at SNFL level is back to where it should be. So yeah, he's now got to put his hand up to take someone else's spot. I guess. So yeah, but we're wrapped that he's back in some sort of condition and form that we've got a pretty talented guy back there that we can call on. Thank you. Thank you. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.